Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Hi, friends. You're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 116, How to Lazy Genius Kids Clothes. I get a lot of episode recommendations, and this is one of the most common for sure. How do we transition our kids' clothes with each season? And our kids are humans who keep growing real fast, so how do we make sure our kids have clothes that actually fit them when it's time? What do we do with all the hand-me-downs? How do we not accidentally buy like four winter coats for a toddler because we keep forgetting that we already have one for her? Hopefully, this episode will help you think more clearly about how to tackle your kids' clothes. But the most important thing to remember is that this is a challenge for a lot of parents. That's why I get asked to talk about it so often. It's hard. You are not missing some magical part of your brain that taught you how to do this. We're all just figuring it out. So just go ahead and pat yourself on the back for the fact that your kids are wearing something. Or they could be wearing absolutely nothing because it's summer and that's okay too. That reminds me actually, um, last winter, um, my, when my daughter Annie was two, I couldn't find her in the house. Super cool. We thought she was playing hide and seek or something until I saw her completely naked in the front yard in the winter. It was probably less than 40 degrees outside. So even if your kids aren't clothed and outside and it's cold, we should bring them in so they don't get hypothermia, but I'm a good mom and stuff just happens, man. We're all doing our best. So, um, but today though, we are going to get through some, um, some great tools on how to handle all of those kids clothes. Before we do that, I have a favor to ask. I need your feedback. You are the reason I make this podcast and talk on Instagram and write a newsletter and create cool things like the meal plan to help make your life easier. I do this 100% for you, um, which is why I need to know who you are and what you would like for me to do in the future. I would love for you to go to the lazygeniuscollective.com slash feedback to fill out a quick survey. It's only a handful of questions and shouldn't take more than a couple of minutes. It'll help me and my team figure out how to make your life better in the best possible way moving forward. And as a thank you for filling out the survey, I have partnered with my favorite lunchbox company, Planet Box, to give away uh, the lunchbox that I've been using for my kids for the last six years. It's called the Rover Lunchbox. It's uh, stainless steel. It's basically like a bento type lunchbox with like all the little compartments. Um, it is super easy to use for kids because they just open it and eat. It keeps teachers from having to open and unscrew like every bit of your kid's lunch. Um, they can go in the dishwasher. They're indestructible. I love them. My fourth grader has had his since preschool and it's still as good as the day we got it. So one survey participant will be selected at random to get a free planet box, planet box, lunch box. Say that three times fast. It's so fun. Um, 
And P.S. They are not just kids' lunchboxes. Adults love these things too. You just don't have to put the unicorn magnets on the front unless you're an adult who happens to be super into unicorns. So head to thelazygeniuscollective.com slash feedback to fill out the quick survey. It'll be open until August 7th, but the sooner you get it done, the less I will stress that you guys don't listen to me like my kids don't listen to me and then fall into a pit of despair. Um, it is the end of July now. We are just hanging on by a thread over here. Again, that is the lazygeniuscollective.com slash feedback. Okay, let's lazy genius our kids' clothes. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you the two big decisions you have to make regarding your kids' clothes, just to simplify things. And then we will end with my five best tips on storing and transitioning the clothes. So here are the two big decisions, where and when. Sounds simple enough. You need to name where you keep clothes that your kids wear now, where you'll keep your uh, clothes that they'll wear later, and where you'll keep their clothes that they no longer need. Those are the three kind of offshoots of the wear question. Where are you going to keep those three kinds of clothes? The second big decision to make is when do you tend to those three wears? When do you go through the clothes your kid currently wears? When do you pull out from storage um, the later clothes when later is suddenly here? And when do you get rid of clothes that your kid no longer needs? Transitioning clothes for kids, it feels so overwhelming because the clothes are so tiny and there's so many pieces. And then essentially each item is its own decision. If you think about that on a micro level, it's no wonder we feel overwhelmed. So today we're going to think about it more macro from a bigger perspective. I think that's the right way to use that word. Um, You just need to decide now the where and the when. So let's start with where. Remember, there are three categories of clothes that need a home, um, that need a where clothes they wear now, clothes they'll wear later, and clothes they can't wear anymore. The clothes they wear now, that one is probably easy. Those clothes are in a dresser or a closet. Good job. You got one down. Now, in terms of the clothes they wear later, hand-me-downs, stuff you got from a cousin, you know, you need a place for those too. Um, Our kids each have a dresser where all their clothes go. Um, I hate hanging up clothes with all that is in me, so everything goes in drawers. The home for clothes that were later is in their closet. So now is the drawers, later is the closet. Annie has a plastic storage tub in her closet. Um, Bins are like, it's a literal pile on the floor in his closet. And then we just don't have hand-me-downs for Sam because he's the oldest and we don't have friends who are bigger than he is. Um, So I just have to remember to get him new stuff. Um, But the point is I have a spot for clothes for later their closets. You can pick another spot, a basement, a garage, a guest room closet. The trick is to pick one location and stick to it. If you store later clothes in a closet and also have a bag in the attic and a bag in the trunk of your car that you keep forgetting to bring in, it just doesn't work as well. So pick one location where later clothes go. It doesn't matter where it is, just have a wear. The final wear category is clothes that your kids don't wear anymore. Pick one landing spot for those clothes. You don't have to label or sort yet. Just have a holding ground for those clothes until the time comes for you to go through them. I have a like a cardboard diaper box in Annie's closet next to the plastic tub of later clothes where I put all of her stuff that's too small. Ben has a box in his closet too, same thing. And then Sam, my oldest, all of his clothes that are too small, they just go directly into Ben's closet for later because you know, Ben gets all of Sam's clothes like the middle child he is. So pick a literal space for those three categories, clothes for now, 
close for later and close for never again. Here is another thing to consider when you think about the clothes your kids are done with. You want a holding place for those clothes. So you can just you know, throw in one item when you notice it's too small rather than waiting to purge the entire dresser. It's nice to be able to throw a tank top into the box and be done, right? You also need to decide though where those unneeded clothes will go once they leave your house. Here's one of my most prized tips about stuff that's leaving your house. Choose one path. Send all of those unwanted clothes to a single place. I would rather miss out on a little cash from clothes sold like on consignment than have to sort all the clothes into piles that go to like multiple locations, a consignment sale, a neighbor, Goodwill. It's just not worth it to me. It could be to you. And that's totally great. Um, but it's not to me. And so I just pick one path. Maybe part of your overwhelm is all the different end locations for clothes you no longer need. It's just too much. So pick one path, pick one place they go. So here's an example. Um, Maybe you decide that all of your kids' clothes that you don't need will first go to a consignment store. I know I just said one path and I just said first, but hear me out. So we're going to go to a consignment store. They all leave your house at the same time. They go to the same place. Maybe you get some cash from a few of the pieces, but then you take the rest to a thrift store immediately. Technically, it's two locations, but it's one path out of your house. It's into your car. It's to a store. It's to one other place. All the clothes leave the house. They maybe get picked up by the store. And then after they're taken directly to a donation box. So just know your path out and keep it as simple as possible. All right. So here's what I do for my kids. Clothes that are too small for my oldest son. Go to my second kid, right? Done. Clothes that are too small for my second kid, for Ben, they go to a friend who has a son a year younger than Ben. Done. Clothes that are too small for my daughter, go, ironically, to that same friend who has a daughter a year younger than Annie. Done. Now, it is very helpful that I have literally one final destination for all the clothes that are too small for my kids. But the point is to have a place in mind. Maybe it's a yard sale stash in your garage. Maybe it all goes to a church clothing drive that happens once a year and you just keep everything until then, until you can donate it to that. There are just so many options, but I think the best way to lazy genius those options is to limit them, kind of aggressively even. Too many paths out lead to way much, way too much overwhelm. So, okay, to summarize, the first big umbrella decision is where. Where do I keep clothes my kids wear now, clothes they'll wear later, and clothes they'll never wear again? Have a holding ground in your house for those clothes, the never again clothes, until you're ready to say goodbye and then have a severely limited number of paths that they can travel out of your house on. I recommend just one if you can. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site 
on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been lazy geniusing things for a lot of years now, but one thing that's at the root of almost every challenge we solve is a desire for more time. We wanna get out the door in the morning, get dinner on the table, get all of our tasks done quickly so we have more time. The question is, time for what? The best way to add more time into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. For me, therapy helped me uncover what matters to me, the things I want to spend my time on so I can feel like myself more often. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TheLazyGenius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TheLazyGenius. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. I have been a card-carrying member of the ButcherBox fan club for years now, and I am delighted with every new box we receive. With ButcherBox, you get high-quality meat and seafood delivered right to your doorstep saving you time and money at the grocery store. Since my family has a pretty established rotation of meals, I know I always have protein ready to go, whether chicken thighs for changerly chicken, ground beef for burgers, or a premium cut of steak for something fancy for Kaz and me. The best part, I know it's going to taste better than anything I can find in the store. The key to becoming a meal prep master, staying stocked up on essentials. ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering Lazy Geniuses their choice of a weeknight meal must-have. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips. For free in every order for a whole year. Plus get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com lazy and use code lazy to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Okay, now to the when. You can decide now when you're going to go through those three where locations. When you go through their current dresser or closet of clothes, when you look through what you already have for the upcoming winter season, when you empty out the donation box, I do it twice a year. Once about a month before school starts, which is right now, and once in the first few weeks of a new year. 
Remember, every item of clothing your kids own, um, it represents a single decision. You have to make a decision about every single thing. So by choosing now when you will make those decisions, it takes the pressure off. You'll get to it because you already decided when you would. You can put it on your calendar even, like you can schedule it. This is clothes purge morning. And remember that you already have a holding place for later clothes and never again clothes. So by using those holding places day in and day out, when one item of clothing enters your life, half the work is already done because they already have a place to go. So you're not going through one giant pile of clothes and deciding what to do with each thing, you've already categorized those clothes into now, later, and never again. You will be surprised how that little bit of categorization, it enables you to make daily clothing decisions when you need to for like, like I said, that tank top that's just too small. So go ahead and choose when you go through your holding places for those three categories of clothes and you won't be overwhelmed by all the possible decisions throughout the year of what you should do with that stuff. Okay, now let's talk about the logistics of the when. How do you go through the process of sorting? Um, when you go through your kids' clothes, you have three possible answers. Wear now, wear later, and never wear again. And guess what? Since you already have wares chosen for those three categories, they already have a home to go to. So as you sort, make three piles, now, later, and never again. And this might be three piles for each individual kid, right? Because my later pile for each kid is different from each other. Um, I'm not sure if this sounds like overly simplistic and maybe even kind of dismissive of how overwhelming kids' clothes can be. But I think it's because we just see like a mountain of clothes and each item as one decision. You can lazy genius that mountain of clothes by breaking it into smaller, more manageable mountains that are easy to access throughout the entire year, not just when it's purging time. Okay, so um, let's talk about my, well, before I do my five tips, let me just recap that really fast because that was that was really quick about the logistics of the win. When you go through, when it's time to sort, again, you're just putting those clothes into three piles. Now, later, never again. Now, later, never again. And then just put them where you've already decided those cl- kind of clothes go. Okay, so... Um, Five best tips that will put some context around these two big decisions of where and when. Tip number one, limit your space for clothes. If the clothes don't fit in the space you have chosen for them, you have too many clothes. If I cannot shut my son's dresser drawer where he keeps his t-shirts, he has too many t-shirts. If I have a giant plastic tub of later clothes for my daughter and cannot fit another summer dress in it, I probably have too many later clothes for Annie. You've already chosen the wear of all your clothes. One of the best tips is seeing those places as finite. If you can't fit it, you don't need it. Which leads me to tip number two. More isn't always better. I remember the first time I was given um, two big trash bags full of hand-me-downs and I thought I had hit the actual jackpot. And in a way I had because I didn't have to buy a lot of new clothes for Sam. But I also had so much to store and wash and consider every day when I was helping my kid get dressed. It's the same idea we have in our own closets. The more options we have, the more overwhelmed we feel making a decision. So in the same way, you limit the physical space where you store those three categories of clothes. Um, You now, later, and ever again, right? See that as a good thing, right? 
It doesn't mean you have to work from a deficit or that your kid will wear the same shirt every single day. I have lived both ways with drawers packed full and drawers with about a like a week and a half, two weeks worth of clothes. And the scenario with fewer clothes is always better every single time. So don't feel like you have to buy that dress because it's only $3 or that you have to take that bag of hand-me-downs when your kid is actually pretty set right now. You don't have to add. The more you have, the more work is required to maintain it. And our kids usually wear like three things anyway. So at least mine do. They just rotate the same Mario shirts all the time. Tip number three, label your later clothes by year and season, not by size. All right, so when my kids were babies, I was absolutely shocked at the number of clothes that were the same size on the label, but way different in actually wearing them. A six-month onesie from one company was bigger than like a nine to 12-month from another. It drove me bonkers. So years ago, I stopped categorizing later clothes by size on the tag and instead by their actual size, um, like eyeball, and labeled them something like summer of 2018. Especially when you're working with hand-me-downs that your kid might not wear for another year or two, it's really helpful to go ahead and group clothes together that look like they would fit the same kid at the same moment in time for the same season. And then you label by season and year, not by size. Because really the size is uh, like the first step in you figuring out when your kid's going to wear them anyway. So just skip a step. Um, This definitely makes more sense once your kid hits like his one year birthday because they all start to kind of level out a bit when they're like toddlers. But I find the um, mental gymnastics way easier when the clothes fit into a time of year rather than just like an arbitrary size that might or might not even be true, might not even fit the kid. An extra tip with this one, when I sort through the later clothes twice a year, if there are clothes for multiple seasons, okay, like if I have a pile of summer like 4T-ish clothes, a pile of cold weather 4T-ish clothes, and then some random 5Ts that are actually bigger than the 4Ts, so they count. Um, I will put those clothes into like plastic grocery bags or something, label the bag with the year and the season they're best for, and then I'll put all of those bags into a big plastic tub, um, kind of in like descending order. So like the biggest clothes are on the bottom. You know, like the next bag I need is on the top of the container. So all the later clothes are still in one place, but you can even categorize within that one place if you want. And if you are concerned that your seasonal math is wrong and that this pile of clothes for summer 2021 will actually fit your kid in 2020 instead, don't sweat it. You've still categorized in a way that you know what bag of clothes is next up, even if it's like a year ahead of schedule. Okay, tip number four. Write down what you're missing when you go through clothes for later. When I sort through the later box and look at the pile for summer 2020, I might notice that I have two dozen t-shirts, but only two pairs of shorts and like one dress. Go ahead and write on a little piece of paper and you can tuck that inside the bag or you can even keep a note on your phone or something like that of what you will need. Something like good on summer shirts, keep an eye out for shorts and a dress or more than one dress. My daughter doesn't love wearing dresses, so we don't need very many. Um, but then what happens is you can search through consignment racks with more intention and less desperation because you have time and not because it's like suddenly October and your kid doesn't have pants. 
So when you think about when you'll go through the clothes to transition them, give yourself some wiggle room seasonally to have space to search for the next season's clothes that you don't yet have. Like I said, I sort in July or August and then again in January or February. So there's still plenty of time for me to find fall clothes in July rather than waiting until it's actually cold and Sam needs a coat. All right, final tip number five, lean into your kids' styles. One of the big culprits of too many kids' clothes is that we keep all kinds of styles in the hopes that our kids will wear something we like better than what they like. When Annie was born three years ago, I was determined to have her always dressed essentially like me, not because, you know, that sounded weird, but like, I was like, she's not going to be a stereotypical pink and purple sparkly girl. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but somehow in my brain, it was because I was afraid of having a girl is really what it is. And I was like, I don't want her to be a super girly girl because I don't know how to do that. So I dressed her like me. It was neutrals and stripes, not a stitch of pink to be seen. Alas, she has preferences, my friends. And that girl is pink and purple and sparkly and unicorns and all the things. So rather than continuing to buy like denim jumpers and mustard yellow tank tops that just take up space in a drawer, now I just get clothes that she loves. I happen to have a toddler who is very sure of her style. So I take her to the consignment stores with me. I hold up stuff and she says yes or no. And doggone it, she always wears what she chose. Like it's crazy. She knows what she likes and I'm going to lean into it. Same with my boys. They would rather have shirts with pictures than solid shirts any day. Now we have one or two just solid shirts for things like picture day at school or something, but I'm not going to buy my kids what they call boring clothes because they don't wear them. If I want my kids to dress themselves in the morning, which I very much do, I want to give them clothes they're excited to wear. So lean into their styles as much as you can. And even if it's not your preference, it'll lead to less anxiety for you for sure. Okay, so to recap the tips, one, limit your space for clothes. If the clothes don't fit in the space, you have too many clothes. Two, more isn't better. Three, label your clothes by season and year, not necessarily by size. Four, write down the clothes you're missing so you have margin to find them before you're desperate to need them. And then five, lean into your kids' styles. And remember those two big decisions that you need to make, which seems so simple, but once you name them, it makes things a lot easier. Um, It's where and when. Where do you keep clothes they wear now, later, and never again? And then have one path out for clothes they'll never wear again if you can. Um, And then go ahead and decide when you'll go through those three areas to move things wherever they need to go. Okay, so that was a lot of words about kids' clothes, but most of us have a lot of kids' clothes, so I guess it makes sense. I really hope this episode was helpful. Um, If you have any questions about it um, and want to crowdsource some ideas for your own personal kids' clothing situation, I will be live on Instagram this Thursday, a little before noon. Usually it's like 12.15 Eastern time, but summer hours and babysitters and all the things have made that time a little bit more flexible this summer. So thank you for understanding that. But I will see you on Instagram at the lazy genius this Thursday, a little before noon Eastern time. And don't forget, if you have time right now, go fill out that survey. It takes just a minute so I can get your feedback on what you'd like to see happen on the podcast and the blog and all the things in the future. So you could click on that and go to um, the lazy genius slash feedback. There is a link in the info section of the episode, or you can just type that into your browser. 
The survey is open until August 7th. And remember that one lucky participant will receive a Rover Lunchbox from Planet Box free as a thank you for sharing your feedback with me. Thanks for being here with me. Until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra and I'll see you next week. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP.